Well, I'm left for this is George G and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Angie Monko. Angie, are you ready to do this? Hi, thank you for having me, George. Excited to have you back on the show, Angie. Angie is the owner of Harmony Harbor Coaching. She's a life coach for intuitive women leaders. She's helping them to overcome overwhelm, heal from hidden grief so they can feel relaxed and supported and free to create a life that they absolutely love. Angie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Oh boy, loaded question. Um, I I grew up in a household where I did not feel empowered at all. And it was one of domestic violence. And I, I just watched my dad abuse my mom. And so I remember when I was a kid, it, nothing felt safe. You know, there was always, will there be a roller coaster today? Like, will we be, will there be tension or will there be a happy day? Uh, and so I, I, I had, this was all subconscious, but I had this belief that women were weak, you know, at least my mom was now, of course, I totally don't believe that anymore, but I, I just felt that I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to let anybody control me or harm me like that. And so I, I guess you could say I, I built a shield around my heart in some ways and tried to protect myself. And as I grew older, I actually, I actually met a man that was like my dad who I married and we were married for five years. We were together for 12 and he was, uh, he had mother wounds. <laughs> I had father wounds and we came together and it was sort of an explosion of trying to control each other in some ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it wasn't healthy. It was not a healthy dynamic. And and then we had a child together and she had cystic fibrosis. And so that was really difficult. Um, I know we're short on time, so I'm just trying to really pack this in. I, when she was two years old, I ended up giving her custody to her dad. I wanted out of that abusive relationship and I didn't know how to advocate for her and me at the same time. And because I wanted to have custody of her. I just didn't know how to stand up to him. He was 12 years older than me. And, uh, and so, so many life lessons, George, in that, in that young life of mine up until age like 28 and still going. And, and I think over that time, I just realized that I didn't want to be that way anymore. Who was I that I could give custody of my only child? And, and so it really led me on this path of inner exploration, trying to figure out who am I, what's going on, how wounded am I that I could do that. And, and so that's how I got into this really women's empowerment arena, because I wanted to help women to know that they don't have to be doormats, you know, to anything. And not from like, I'm not a man hater. That is not the energy from which I come. I really just want to help women to love and accept themselves. And I help men too, by the way. <laughs> uh, but I, I run a women's group. And so, yeah, I'll stop there. I know I can say a lot <laughs> in a short time. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, where we find ourselves today, it's <clears throat> certainly the result of, of, of the experiences that we had. And my perception is that it's, it's, it's common 
to do something similar to what 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 you did, having the negative experiences with your dad, and then mm-hmm. to find a partner that 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 is similar to that, even mm-hmm. though it's it's I don't it's 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 crazy to to think that, but that's oftentimes how it works out. Yeah, I, could, I needed to learn more lessons from him. <laughs> right, and some people call people that we learn so many big lessons from our Jedi trainer, mm. and. Uh, because I'm, I'm actually friends with him to this day. So, you know, and I'm actually healed the relationship with my father. And so part of me is like, I don't want to say these negative things about them. Truly. I don't, I, I'm just wanting to know when women to know the impact of, of their lives, what happened. And again, not from a place of blame and shame of our teachers, but really from a place of empowerment. So, to be able to advocate for yourself. Um, you said you wanted to be able to advocate for yourself and your daughter, but if we, we don't have the tools. So walk, right. walk. Yeah. And, and now fast forward to where we are today. Sure. You, you, you're helping people to, to get those tools. Yes. So when I was, let's see, this was 2006, 2007, that I learned something called emotional freedom technique. And I, at the time I was working in corporate. So I worked in corporate for 20 years as a finance operations manager. And I started going to a 12-step program for over over years anonymous. And it was at that time that I learned, because I was in finance accounting, like how would I go from that to life coaching? I was at this 12-step meeting and someone approached me after a meeting and they said, have you ever thought about being a life coach? And I didn't do anything with it. A year later, someone said the same thing. Because when you sponsor people in a 12-step, it's similar to coaching. It's similar to life coaching, but I didn't even know what life coaching was. So then when the second person said it, I followed up because they referred me to someone in Canada who then referred me to someone a block from my house in St. Louis, Missouri. And at that fateful day, this woman came to my house. Her name's Barbara. And at the end of our two-hour conversation... She said, have you ever heard of emotional freedom techniques? And I'm like, no, but tell me more. Because I wanted to empower myself. I knew my emotions had been leading me all my life and I felt out of control with them. So emotional freedom sounded really good to my nervous system, to my body, to unconsciously, to what I needed. And so I started my business a year later based off the premise of using emotional freedom technique, which is an energy technique to calm the nervous system, that fight, flight, or freeze part of our brain. And I fell in love with EFT and just how powerful it is, how simple it is and effective. And and I added tools to my toolkit to help women and to help me. Of course, I was walking my talk. I was doing the stuff for myself first so that I could then help them guide them. And so then it became hypnosis. I became a certified hypnotist two years later. And then four years after that, a certified healing code practitioner. So these are all things designed to work with the subconscious mind and to heal at a deep core level. And that's where the healing really has to take place. Right. Right. Yeah. And Donna Eden, that's another woman that I follow. I'm not certified with Donna Eden. I've just been doing her stuff forever <laughs> and following her. And it's all energy, energy techniques, energy medicine, we can call it. 
And currently I'm pursuing a certification in positive intelligence. Uh, I have, so I haven't gotten a certification since 2014, but I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly learning so that I can help me first. And then secondly, help everyone that I talk to, that I influence and, you know, my family and anybody who's willing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah. So it's a feeling that, and, and, and the feeling is that is, is certainly unique to everybody. But common ones might be, I'm stuck. This sucks. I, I I don't like my life, but I just don't know what to do about it. I'm in a I'm, a, I'm in an actual horrible domestic violence situation, or I just might feel like my life is blah. Right, and and I've I've been trying. I've been playing around with what do I solve? What do I solve? What's the problem that I solve? And it's hard to sometimes distill that down to one thing. When we, as a life coach, we can do so many things. We can pick so many focuses. And I picked intuitive woman leader because that's who I have been. I did 20 years. I was a CPA. You know, I, I had teams that I led in AT&T and smaller companies as well. And then in public accounting. So I've had a diverse experience there and then running my own business for the last 15 years. So I do see myself as an intuitive. Intuitive is important because I've learned to trust my intuition so I don't have to worry, well, how am I going to show up with George today? Well, I'm going to show up the same way that I do with my family. And, and, you know, I don't have to wear that mask. I can just show up as me and, and that's enough. And so intuitive means I'm trusting, I'm trusting my gut. I'm trusting my instincts, my subconscious to lead me where I need to go. And then the woman leader part, I just explained. And, and then what's the problem I solve for these women that I solve for myself? Well, that's a little bit more complex, but did you know that overwhelm, because that's what a lot of women are dealing with is overwhelm. Overwhelm equals trauma in the body, hmm. somatically in the body. Overwhelm is the same experience as trauma. Did you know that? I did not. So overwhelm equals trauma to the body. And where there's overwhelm and trauma, grief can be found close by. And so I'm playing around with this of, well, how do I meet them where they're at? How do I connect with them? Because if I were to say, I have three steps to heal grief, hidden grief, they'd think, well, I'm not grieving. I haven't lost anybody close to me or whatever. You see, people associate grief with loss. And but it's much more than that. Grief comes from any change, you know, in our life, any significant change that occurs, which could be a divorce. It could be moving to another state. It could be moving schools when we're a child. That do you know that's so traumatic for children to move to move a school or to move from one house to the next. I mean, people don't think about it, but so hidden grief hidden it's hidden because we're not consciously aware of it it's hidden in our subconscious in the beliefs that that we adopt as we're growing up does that all make sense to you it does <clears throat> being intuitive and trusting my instincts <clears throat> at once i'm aware that i have some kind of a negative flawed belief that 
was given because I grew up in, in, in a home. It could be about relationships, and, you know, it could be about money, whatever, diet and exercise. I, I am now aware that I had these beliefs and I'm like, okay, that helps explain why I am doing the things that I'm doing over and over again. And I, I, I work to, to unwind those, to, to replace them with, with, with more beneficial, uh, positive beliefs. Do you find that people are like, well, how do I trust my instincts if they're based on these limiting beliefs? How do I get to that point where I can trust myself? Yes, that's a great point. And the, the way that I view this, how I can discern that is if, if, we have a belief or a thought that's fearful. It's coming from a place of fear. It's usually a saboteur type of belief. Um, we all have like 10 different saboteurs. Saboteurs are not necessarily bad, right? They're not bad. I mean, there's just part of us. They're part of us. They're part of the collective consciousness. So if it comes from fear, we don't have, we don't have to trust that. We don't have to trust our thoughts at all. Not, not, the, not those thoughts. It's usually that silent voice, that that little whispering voice that's very quiet, sort of quiet in the background, but it comes from this place of love and compassion for ourselves, not beating ourselves up for our history, our past. Like I could beat myself up and I did for a long time for giving custody of my daughter. And by the way, she did come back to me. She came back to live with me. Um, but we could beat ourselves up for so many things, but when we're coming from what positive intelligence calls our sage, sage perspective, that's from a place of, okay, all right. Like, Hey, you've got, you've got this, you know, yes, you've done some things and you made some mistakes, but you're not a mistake. And you know, I got you, I got your back. That's our sage. It's chill, you know, and then like Shirzad of positive intelligence says, the way of the sage is ease and flow, is ease and flow. So if we're in struggle and fear, we know we're coming from a saboteur mindset, like our hands on that hot stove. But if we come from ease and flow and like, you know, this is fun, I'm having fun, uh, then we know we're coming from our higher self, our sage perspective or our intuition. It's all kind of the same thing. So that those saboteurs, negative thoughts, whatever, mm -hmm. that they're present doesn't mean that I haven't done the work because Correct. they're always going to be present. That is right. Just like anxiety, just like anxiety, because we all have anxiety. Everybody has it. If you're human, you have it. But yet most leaders don't want to admit to that. They don't want to admit, hey, I'm nervous or I'm scared or whatever. We put this wall, this facade up that says, you know, I've got to be strong and I got to show the world this image. And uh, and that's I mean, that is the ego. That's how the ego operates. But it's not the sage. It's not the higher self. It, it takes so much more energy to maintain that image. And that's why the anxiety comes, because we fight it. We resist the anxiety, whatever that anxiety is. So anxiety is really just a cloak for all negative emotions. And so it can show up as in boredom even. But anxiety is anxiety and we all have it. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. And in fact, those saboteur voices will always be here. They will always be here. 
It's just a matter of how do we handle it? What do we do with the anxiety when it shows up? I hope it's not confusing when I'm saying anxiety interchangeable with saboteurs because it's kind of bundled together. We don't resist it. And that's the key to healing is when we have the feelings, the negative feelings that we, we don't shame ourselves. Well, I should be further along or, or like when with Maddie and I know we were almost out of time. So I lost my daughter, Maddie, when she was 22 years old. And that was in 2018. And there are times like, cause I think of her every day. There are times when I'll, I have the grief come up and I'm like, then I'll shake my head. Like I'll not, I'll shake my head. Like, no, like that's not right. She shouldn't be gone. But then I say no to that and say, she is gone. And I'm just going to feel that grief and I'm going to breathe through that grief and I'm going to cry and I'm going to release. And then the feeling leaves. That's non-resistance. We can do that with overwhelm. I just got to say one more thing, because like, with the overwhelm, this is where I really help women. Overwhelm equals trauma, equals grief, all of that, which we don't want to deal with as a society. Um, when we get overwhelmed, what do we think? The thought is, I have all these things on my long to-do list, my monster list to do, and I'm not going to get them all done today. And so the reason we resist this is because we think it's reality. Well, of course I'm overwhelmed because I actually do have to do all those things. And because I actually, we see it as truth. We don't, we don't breathe into the overwhelm. We resist it. Like, well, do do you see what I'm saying? I do. We're not even aware that we are overwhelmed. Maybe we are, but we believe the cause of that overwhelm is outside of us. So we don't accept it. We don't, we just stay in resistance. That's super powerful. I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a very, very human loop. And particularly when we're talking about people who are, who are trying to do and doing, you know, big things in the world who are leaders and their lives, communities or work, uh, it's very, very natural and probably essential to have gotten us where we are to put that ego into it. Right. So we don't question it. It's like, well, yeah, I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm doing a lot of stuff. And whereas with the grief, I could recognize, okay, I miss Maddie. So let me just breathe into that. We can do the same thing with overwhelm even though we justify it more, it's like, okay, I have blah, 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 A, B, C, D, D to do today. Well, how do we, re- how do we embrace that instead of resist it? We could just say, oh, there's that voice. There's that, it's a saboteur. It's a part. There's that voice that's telling me I have to go at such a rapid pace that I cannot slow down, that I can't relax. There's that voice. But is that really true? Is that really true? We can question it. Maybe questioning it then is the way to not resist it. Okay, I'm feeling this. I'm going to breathe through this stress. I'm going to breathe through the overwhelm and the anxiety. I love it. You're not going to get rid of it. Embrace it. Don't resist it. Steer right into it and uh, feel the feelings and let them go and move on. Yeah. 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 
and it will never go away. I think I think that's just profound. Yeah, for sure. I I, I totally yeah. agree. We mm-hmm. I, I know me. It's like, okay, this is something that I can overcome and move past for once and for all, but that is that is not accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of ir- ironic because I, you know, I'm playing around with this title to my class is coming up. And it's three steps to grief relief. And it's, you know, for intuitive women leaders who want to, who want to, who are overwhelmed, overwhelmed and overworked. But the thing is, I, you know, I've thought about calling it three steps to overcome overwhelm because the, the irony is that you can overcome overwhelm if you don't resist it. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can be happy if you don't, if you don't, in a sense, if you don't seek happiness, if you don't try, if you don't try to be happy, it will find you. If you don't try to be successful, it'll find you. Um, so you can overcome overwhelm by not resisting it. Does that make sense to you? Because I just wrote down the only way forward is through, not around. Yeah. 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 Can't get around it. Can't jump over. Can't go under it. Can't go to the side of it. Need but to, you can get relief. You can get yeah. relief. Relief is, 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 is through it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Angie. That is super powerful and something that uh, certainly all of us experience. Um, but having the tools to, 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 to be able to actually successfully do it and successfully manage, I think is, 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 um, super, super helpful. So I appreciate you coming back on and, and, and sort of sharing a little bit of it. Uh, where can people learn more? How, how, how can people engage with you? They can find me at harmonyharbor.com. So it's H A R M O N Y Harbor, H A R B O R.com. And I have an events tab out there. So that shows my upcoming event. It's actually January 10th. And it's, it's, Right now, I'm calling it three steps to grief relief. I might call it three steps to overcome overwhelm because I want to meet people where they're at and they might not understand the grief word there in that context. I'm also starting something January 18th. It's going to be the third Wednesday of every month. And that is not even out there yet because it's brand new. And this is the Heal Your Heart Healing Circle. Um, And this is both of these things are free. Um, The Heal Your Heart Healing Circle is where I'm going to give what's called the healing codes, free healing codes every month. And this is my way to give back to our community who is in a lot of pain and suffering right now. There's a lot of confusion out there. Suicide rates are high. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on and like young people um, as well that I have a passion to help. Um, I had a cookie party and they were talking about suicide, these kids at my kitchen table. And that got me to thinking, I got to start this healing circle. It's free. It'll be every month, third Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, and so that's my way of giving back and helping us to heal and really work together. You know, we're all one. Amen. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Angie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to HarmonyHarbor.com and click on the events tab to find out um, get the dates of the next event that is coming up and opportunities to engage directly with Angie as well. Thanks again, Angie. Thank you, George, so much. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.